0: Hey, this is Jacqueline. Thank you so much for tuning into Current Mood. I really enjoy doing the show and putting it together, but it does not happen all by myself. (laughs) Let me tell you. I have an incredible producer, Jarrell Perry, a network of truly supportive family and friends and also listeners. Thanks, guys. And I also use Anchor, which is a really cool way to make a podcast. With the Anchor app, you can record and distribute your podcast. You can also track your analytics. You can add music to your podcast. It's a really neat platform and has totally expanded the way that I do storytelling. Um, If you wanted to check it out, you could download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. So I'm not sure if you know this, but Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. So tight. On Spotify, you can also follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. You can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram, which is a really cool feature. And if you decide to become a premium user, you can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are, even while you're on airplane mode, which is like a personal favorite life hack of mine lately. So yeah, if you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for Current Mood, or browse podcasts in the tab called Your Library. Honestly, it really takes like two seconds to do. I just helped my mom do it, and she's killing the game. So thank you so much for tuning into the show today, and make sure you follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode of Current Mood. How did you flow the identity of like who you were as these other professions into like what you do now? Was that hard, or...? Did you have like a point where you're like, okay, I'm no longer a yoga teacher. I'm this, I identify with this, and this is what I am? (laughs) Or she rolled her eyes, guys. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Tell me about it. it. It's
1: such a struggle to kind of like cater to the categories that other people want to put you in.
0: Hey, welcome to The Current Mood Podcast. This is your host, Jacqueline Marie. Current Mood is a series exploring self-care techniques, mental models, and core patterns propelling our increasingly digital lives. Through conversations with founders, entrepreneurs, educators, and executives across creative disciplines, I get a chance to learn about things that work for people in their everyday lives. This next conversation, I got a chance to sit down with Sarah Oster, sound therapist in New York City, who specializes in sound baths. Um, maybe something some of you haven't heard of yet, but highly recommend sound bath. It's a really nice form of, um, self care. I would say Sarah and I got to talk about her journey in becoming a sound therapist. Um, what navigating different roles in your professional life looks like. I'm um, kind of the core tenants of sound healing, which one of them, I mean, probably the main one is like deep listening and how, you know, we can be better listeners and what deep listening actually looks like. Uh, we had a really, really deep and insightful chat. Oh, let's get started. I <laughs> am um, here with Sarah Oster, who is a uh, sound artist.
1: Oh, let's start over. Let's start over. <laughs> I meant to tell you, <laughs> What do I, I call That would have been you. helpful. Um, okay, but actually, this could be an interesting conversation because mm-hmm. I don't call myself a sound artist. What do you call yourself? The title. The, the, the <clears throat> titles that are my preferred titles are sound therapist. Sound therapist. Okay. Meditation teacher.
0: Meditation teacher. Artist. Artist. Human person. Human person.
1: I mean, it's tricky. Like, that whole conversation could be a whole conversation. You know, we could talk about, like, titles (laughs) forever.
0: Honestly, this could just be the intro right now.
1: But there's a reason. (laughs) There's a reason why I chose therapist and not artist and not healer.
0: Okay. Tell me.
1: (laughs) Um. You know, healer – I mean, t- traditionally I might be called a sound healer, mm-hmm. but my feeling has always been that there's sort of a a pre um, – a perception of what a healer does, like a common perception, and that is like transactional. Like mm-hmm. I, as a healer, am doing something magical and mysterious to you,
0: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> – I mean, at least for a long time in my life, that's what I thought a, a healer did. And I think that's what mainstream people think, you mm. know, maybe guru in a big robe, like levitating off the ground is like touching you on the forehead and you're healed and that's a healer. <laughs> and that's, uh I, I just wanted to get rid of that sort of stereotype yeah. when presenting myself mm-hmm. and my work. Um I chose the word therapist because- therapy is something that you have to actively engage with mm. as a as a participant and it's not always in fact i don't know if it ever is like magical therapy is magical i mean i mean i guess it i guess that depends on your definition of <laughs> what magic is but right <laughs> it's definitely takes some effort on 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 the part of the person who's showing up for the therapy Mm -mm. whether it's physical therapy psychotherapy
0: right so you're participating you're participating got it
1: okay uh and that's why to me that that terminology made more sense for for what i do
0: yeah it really stuck out to me how you use the word artist too like (laughs) where does that come from
1: uh, because I am. <laughs> I am an artist, you know, but then an artist, too. Um, and I I know people who would cl- close friends and, uh, and acquaintances and colleagues who would call themselves sound artists. Mm. Um, and I also feel like like that can be a very particular genre that fits. Mostly into the art world mm. and not so much the health and well being aspect.
0: Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I mean, in a sense, it's interdisciplinary, right? Like you're helping as a therapist, you're helping as an artist because you're able to kind of see things in a different way and present them in a different way, right? I yeah. feel like that's what an artist is. Um, <laughs> just got. Just got taken back to the guru in a robe. Um, I mean, you do have a cool hat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like hats. Um, I like to have my head covered for various reasons. Um, what are those reasons?
0: (laughs) I wear hats too. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I really had to do some, some investigating of, some investigation of myself and, ever since I was a child, I always loved hoods, hoodies, and cover- beanies and whatever same, way I same. could cover my head. I, at one point in my life was a little bit of a hippie. Um, I had like, would wrap my head. I, you know, I, I always had like a way of covering my head. And even in my elementary school, yearbook, my dream profession was to be a hat designer. (laughs) So I had some sort of, I I haven't really gotten to like the full, the full root of it, but I, I think it has something to do with, um, uh, protection, something like that. Um, I think it also
0: has like, it's also a way to express yourself too. I think.
1: Right. It's fashion, you know, too. It's an easy way to not have to do much to your hair and like look put together. If we're talking about the superficial (laughs) reasons, you know, that's, that's the truth right there. Um, Yeah. I enjoy hats. (laughs) Nice. But does that make a, is that a guru thing? No, no. Just, you (laughs) mentioned
0: like the attire that you think of with a guru. Um, I think there's like, you know, different attire associated with, different professions and different things but the hat just doesn't like for me I don't think like sound therapist hat (laughs) but like you're you're like super unique in that in the sense that you are intersectional and you're not like the um I don't think that you're like the when someone thinks of a sound therapist it's like I I don't think of someone that looks like you you know you're like super steezy and you have like your you're like swag about you (laughs) you know so um maybe that's just some demystifying we need to do around um wellness. You know?
1: Yeah, and that actually is something that I I work pretty hard towards in in my field, you know, having a pretty strong foot in the quote unquote wellness industry and having a background in yoga and meditation. I always had this underlying feeling of like I don't belong here. (laughs) Yeah. And then all my musician friends and artist friends like make fun of me for doing yoga, meditating at this. This is like over 10 years ago. Now it's a little bit more, (laughs) (laughs) you know, widely accepted. But at that time, yeah, it was these kind of two lives that weren't syncing up so well. Mm -hmm. Um, And in, in either world, whether it was like music, art, industry world the yoga meditation spirituality piece didn't quite fit in right um and then in in the other sense it was like oh you party so you can't be be centered or balanced or you know something like that so i was like kind of just straddling uh these two worlds that weren't syncing up quite quite right
0: that's like really interesting though you party so you can't X.
1: Oh, and let me <laughs> let me clarify party because I know it means yeah, yeah. No, it means I different mean, things. Like yeah. yeah, going going out late and you know or drinking enjoying yourself, or, yeah, or whatever. Right, right, yeah. right. Just like having fun and maybe not waking up with the sunrise to like <laughs> sit silently, like or staying up until the sun rises. <laughs> and that was yeah, I stayed up a lot <laughs> uh. to, to to sunrise. Yeah, was, did you have a background
0: in music? You mentioned music a few times.
1: Yeah, um, I, I mean, a background as as an artist in general, primarily a visual artist, Mm. but my my work involved towards the end of that that part of of my professional. uh, Wait, I don't know how I want to say that. (laughs) Okay. we can skip skip No, no, no. I don't I want to answer the question because it's yeah. important. I you know that I have a background as an artist and I was always interested in creating multi-sensory experiences through art. So primarily mm. I was a printmaker. Mm. Um but I would create artist books, things that were tactile, things you could touch. Um Create rooms that you could enter into with smells and sounds mm. um, so that when you were present with the artwork it was a very multi sensory experience mm-hmm. um so that's my background I also sang in a band and no way yeah <laughs> it's <That's> awesome <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, so that that's that's the background there in in music and art I also uh, promoted party I curated art shows, music. Yeah. Nights. I was a promoter. Where are you from? And like
0: New York. You are born and raised in
1: New York? Yeah. This all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I also went to college at SUNY Purchase. Okay. So, which is up in Westchester. So I didn't really, actually truth be told, I've never lived anywhere but New York. Mm. I travel quite a bit, mm-hmm. but New York has always been home. And mm-hmm. I've, probably always will be so my base and circle of friends you know r- runs deep in new york and overlaps in a lot of ways to where mm-hmm. i still meet people now where it's like we have mutual friends from college high school elementary school whatever you know yeah, it, it yeah. goes it goes deep
0: new york is kind of magical like that yeah i don't really see myself leaving in the times <laughs> yeah i can see myself an old lady just up and down the subway although that sounds terrible <laughs>
1: No, I mean it keeps keeps you young. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it.
0: I, this is, that's what my grandma says. <laughs> She's ninety four, so I believe her. <laughs> um, so how did like how did you transition from like artist slash musician, a little bit of yoga into meditation, and then finally like into sound? Like, what was the tipping point there for you?
1: Right, so the tipping point was actually a, a, a literal breaking point.
0: <laughs> as usual for most people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, there's always like this, and then this tragic thing happened, <laughs> and then my whole life changed. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it just kind of point, something will happen like that in our lives that kind of points you into a different direction. And it's a very big part of my story because I was working as an artist mm-hmm. in New York. Um, I had a space grant, which is wow. free space to make art. Yeah. And I was working in there on forty second street. I was twenty three years old. And one night, early morning, as we <laughs> were talking about like breaking day is yeah. what we did a lot. Uh, I started to hear a loud banging sound and the I thought it was like crazy artists, being artists, crazy actors, being actor. There was also like a theater downstairs. Yeah. Um, but the sound was the floor breaking.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so I fell through the floor of my studio um, into the theater underneath, and I broke my back.
0: Oh, my God. When you were 23. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's not, that's, that's crazy. It's. You hear about people breaking their back, but I've never actually met someone that that happened to.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It happened to me. I know. It's, it's crazy. And I say it, it's hard not to, at this point, kind of tell the story with a smile. I've told it a lot because it was like this pivotal piece that, that, that set me in a new direction. I mean, I could no longer create work on the large scale that I was creating it. Um, I had to wear a back brace from my hips up to my chin. Um I couldn't go back to my apartment which was a third floor walk up and I had a lofted bed of course of course yes. <laughs> uh you know so it was like what do I do now I was just in chronic pain <clears throat> um and you hear about this like a, a lot with with people who have these experiences that just kind of it's like a forced reset so we were saying before And some people, even my close friends, are like, oh, this is so great. You're going to be like Frida Kahlo. And she broke her back and had this tragic life. And you'll have this beautiful, tragic life. I'm just like, Uh, wait, what? I'm on all sorts of morphine and nothing that you're saying is making sense. And I don't feel like creating anything. I don't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to draw on my cast or whatever. You know, Selma Hayek makes it look sexy. But I'm sure (laughs) Frida Kahlo did not (laughs) – feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Also 23. That's like so young. So young. And it's so, I felt very clear though in what, in what I was doing and what I was creating. And I was doing that a hundred percent. I was, you know, making music and making art. And I was like, you know, this is it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but apparently it, it wasn't. It wasn't it. now. Okay. And then through that Process of the need to get out of physical pain. Mm-hmm. I went to physical therapy. I found this amazing center that, you know, this time it was over a decade ago, um, had chiropractic and acupuncture, which I'd never tried. My chiropractor put me on a cleanse. I was like, wait, what I'm eating has anything to do with what my body feels like. Oh, it's so like, weird. They're connected. <laughs> all of these things were new to me. And also, again, like I said, not very mainstream at that time. Yeah. Now, right. it's like everybody's more aware of what they're putting into their body and what they're... more. Many more people. Right. Um, but at that time, it was, it was new to me. And then eventually that led me to try yoga for the first time which i was also very skeptic about mm-hmm. <laughs> you know as to what we were talking about before mm-hmm. you know oh yoga oh, mm. yeah. that's for the <laughs> <laughs> that's for those people some people
0: are still like that like when i go back home my family's like oh you're on a cleanse or you're not eating this or it's just like it's like a judgment about something you just don't know right yeah it's- it's, it's, it still exists, but yeah, it's definitely more open now.
1: Right, it's more, more widely yeah accepted, and alternative milks and things like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, at the time when you were,
1: were you like bedridden? Yeah. So, I, it it's crazy. Um, I was temporarily paralyzed and. They had me on like a 48 hour watch because there was like a chip of bone that was touching my spinal cord and they're like, Oh, but if we do emergency surgery, there's like a high risk. And she's so young. And like all these conversations are happening over me while I'm horizontal. You know? Yeah. And if doctors are coming in like, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. Uh, but the good news is that the, and this is, what I remember, I'm not a doctor, is that, is that the the fluid in the spinal canal, like dissolved that chip of bone. And even though I had compression fractures of four vertebrae, so like the curvature of my spine would be forever changed. Um, it was, it was great news because I didn't have to have surgery and I didn't have to have rods and bars, you know, put into my back. And I, wow. You know, I was released um, after two weeks in traction in the hospital with, as I said, a, a brace, custom-made brace from my hips to my chin mm. with a walker and a neurosurgeon who said, you know, okay, you're free to go. I was like, A, hey, do not use the word free. Like, what is this? I need, like, four people to help me get through the door. Like, what? Yeah. Um, And I knew, like, what physical therapy was Um, so I said, do I need a prescription for that? And he said, Oh yeah, I can, I can write you a prescription for physical therapy. And I said, well, anything else that you want to like, do you want to impart some kind of like neurosurgeon wisdom (laughs) on me? Tell me the things. Uh, I broke my back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, And he said, he said, if it hurts, don't do it. Well, that's right. I was like, Oh, "Mm, okay. So (laughs) nothing then (laughs) do nothing. (laughs) Which is what I did for several months. Wow, um, whole lot of nothing, whole <laughs> lot of painkillers, all sorts of drugs, morphine, Percocet. Oh my God, mind numbing. Yeah, yeah, body so, numbing.
0: So, how long did it take you to kind of like recover to a point where you were even able to have the mind share, mind space to like think about creating anything?
1: What was so interesting. Was like. I I remember that I forced myself to kind of, quote unquote, like get back on the horse, even though horseback riding is something I'm still not allowed to do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, just I, I felt like if I could force myself to kind of get back on the scene and I remember like curating a show, I wasn't making artwork, but I curated a show, my friend's work, and I was like wearing this brace You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I just felt like if I don't try to be around it, then I would just disappear.
0: That's pretty smart. I think Um, that's true.
1: Yeah. So there was there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Enter sound. Oh, yeah. Where (laughs) where did that happen? Let's get to the sound baths. (laughs) No, because I
0: because that is a. Sound has always been a really big thing for me too. I grew up as a singer, and um, mm. yeah, we we have we have that in common. But um, anything that involves like my throat chakra—I'm mm. going to say chakra, guys—but <laughs> like <laughs> this area is like this is like where I always get sick. This is like where mm. stuff happens. So the sound part is really interesting to me. Um, so like, tell tell me your
1: sound stories. Say more about this. <laughs> so right, so kind of like cut back to this split personality life. So as I started to kind of recover from my accident and do all these kind of, you know, alternative complimentary things. And I'm like, oh, actually this is kind of cool. I'm going to study this. I went to school for massage therapy Mm. after this, is after that, after my accident. Yeah. Just cause I was like, what is happening inside of me? (laughs) Right. I need to know more now. Did you learn more? (laughs) I did. All the things. <laughs> I learned more. I learned more about anatomy, neurology, um kinesiology, just movements of the body. And that's even before I then decided to do my first yoga teacher training mm. because yoga was then something that. I felt the first thing where I didn't feel like somebody else was doing something to me, Mm. like that healer healed Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. You know, I go into acupuncture, I get needles, you go to to the chiropractor, they twist you. You go to, you know, it's like somebody else like servicing your body. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) Which – don't get me wrong, I still do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I
0: like being Yeah. <laughs> I love being service guy.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, I I just I felt like like yoga and meditation were things that I could access on my own yeah. when I was in you know, these dark places whether you know, physically or mentally and it was through that practice that you know, I'm getting to the sound piece uh, no It's through that practice that I started to uncover the psychological and emotional trauma you know I was so focused on getting out of physical pain that the other stuff was secondary, mm-hmm. and it almost took like we're talking like years now of practice for those things to become clear and and surface to where. I realized that I had a pretty strong um like PTSD response to anything falling. Like a pen a pen on a desk. Oh my gosh. Was like I'm crying, I'm gasping, I'm like having like a panic attack. Yeah.
0: But I never paid attention
1: to that before. Yeah. You know, so I started to pay attention more to my the the subtle relationship to sound through that, through my meditation practice, through um, the mantra and chanting and, you know, all these things that I connected to on a very deep level because of my lifelong relationship to sounds mm-hmm. like you as a music collector and a creator of music and mm-hmm. a singer. Um, but didn't really unpack, you know, why mm-hmm. that was so important and then i started to make these connections and correlations and you know i would often see i i was also the kind of person that was not into like chanting the sound of om for instance <laughs> i tell i tell this kind of funny story in in my book where i'm like yeah, I'm, I'm going to skip that part of the, of the yoga practice, or I'm not saying those words in Sanskrit. Like, I don't know what that means. You can't make me do something. You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that person. Well, I mean, to each their own. <laughs> sure, but uh, pretty pretty close, and pretty like um, like always questioning. You know, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Why yeah. do I have to Wh- do that? Why why? why 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 is that so important? Yeah. Let's just get let's get such to the a stretching. New Yorker,
0: such a New Yorker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why? <laughs> Um but then right as I started to kind of peel back the the layers of the the blocks, you know, within myself, I started to understand the the importance and the significance, you know, for myself. And I would see these kind of these like dusty metal singing bowls on Mm -hmm. altars Mm -hmm. in yoga studios, and I'm like, oh okay, that's just decorative. And then I started to hear them.
0: You know? They were incorporated into some of your yoga classes? Somebody, somebody
1: would like strike one to close a yoga class. And I'm like, that's really nice sounding. <laughs> that's nice. That's a pretty sound. <laughs> your eyes just lit up.
0: Right. Like <laughs> what,
1: what is that? And why is that just sitting there most of the time? And like what is that supposed to be used for? So, I started to ask more questions, you know, inquisitively instead of skeptically. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I started to study more with different teachers, uh, about how sound is used therapeutically, whether it's through mantra or through tuning forks and, mm-hmm. you know, just starting to read as much as I could about psychoacoustics and how sound affects your brain. I mean, I had like, just in, like unquenchable thirst to understand sound mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. in any way I could mm-hmm. I probably own every book that's ever been written about <laughs> sound audiology yeah like I just <laughs> acoustics is there a lot spaces. of a lot of
0: research that's been done on sound and mood and sound and emotions
1: what's interesting I mean <clears throat> there is with music therapy
0: yeah yeah
1: and there is with meditation Okay, and my the the place where I'm approaching from is sort of a cross section between those two because the sounds that I'm using to facilitate my experiences or for my recordings are sort of less structured, more atonal and I definitely wouldn't use the word ambient because mm-hmm. this, to me it feels more intentional mm-hmm. than that but with music you're you're kind of looking at particular structure and order and and things like that. So certainly many different areas of the brain are firing when we listen to music. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot to uncover. I certainly don't know every single thing that's happening in right. your brain um when you hear something, but you know there are certain things that that we do know and so that's my kind of approach because as I began to teach yoga and meditation, uh, I was thinking about people like me, the closed (laughs) skeptical, like turned off person Mm -hmm. thinking there's got to be another way in Mm -hmm. to this feeling because this is good Mm -hmm. and this helped me. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can use some different words I don't even have to say the word chakra. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? Please like, introduce me to another word. I, want I to- can, no, <laughs> I can, and, and I don't, ha- and I don't have to talk about like anything with flowery language that there's really like a basic way to put all these things. When I started facilitating sound baths, I was doing them at yoga studios, which, footnote at that time, it wasn't like a thing that happened at yoga studios. Oh, now yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they had lots of stuff there for people to be comfortable. They have mats, they have blankets, they have, you know, and mm-hmm. you're laying down during a sound bath. So, you know, you want, I, I want people to be as comfortable as possible. So that seemed like a right setting mm-hmm. for it. But then I realized that even the yoga studio was a barrier for people. That I would get these messages like, "Oh, your sound thing sounds cool, but like I don't have yoga pants. Do I have to, <laughs> do I have to bring a mat or like, I'm not flexible? like my for, right. instance, <clears throat> for instance, like my parents, mm. you know, can't get down on the floor. Mm. you know, so I'm thinking about all these things, people with physical limitations or you know, and I want this experience to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to kind of take the experience that I was offering. And distill it into something that I could take around anywhere, into mm-hmm. into a gallery, a museum, into a conference room. I I put my instruments on conference tables. What was uh, that like? I mean, it's <laughs> it depends on the company. <laughs> so you go
0: into co- corporate environments with your sound yeah. tools. <laughs> I do.
1: Yeah. And are people receptive? M- mostly. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. And I think it's, it's in the, it's in the delivery. You know, I think when most people, mm, I'm not going to generalize, I'm going to say when I'm faced with somebody who says, this is the best thing. You have to do this. It's going to change your life. It's the most m- special thing. You know, it's like, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I- let me roll my eyes. Let me fold my arms. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. stop trying to like convince me. So I always remind myself, you know, I'm not in the business of convincing anybody right, of anything. Right. And when you approach a situation like that and you're like, whatever, just try It's Just sound. Just sit there. Just listen. Yeah be comfortable. Yeah. You know, you kind of strip away all the barriers and help people to feel real. I mean, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's 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 the hardest part. Right. And so I think having been exposed to a bunch of different people from you know, CEOs in a boardroom to people who are in hospice mm-hmm. to I've had a uh, Women listen to my recordings during labor in the birth wow. room. Wow. So, not and not to say that those types of things were the intention when creating the sounds, but that people find their own way right. to engage with it is what keeps me going. Yeah, with it.
0: and that's kind of the beautiful thing about having a practice or something that you can work with like that. It's like it's not there. You're not there to serve it, <laughs> like it's there for you. You know, I think a lot of times when you meditate or you do yoga or exercise or have like a consistent practice, it's like, oh no, I miss this. It's like, oh no, like that's not you're not serving it. Like it's there for you. Yeah, um, I actually talked to Anthony about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I love
1: that. Yeah,
0: I I would love to get into just kind of um, curation. And how you go about, how you think about creating an experience for someone or a group of people? Like, what goes into that for you?
1: Well, it certainly is one of the challenges of my job that I love the most. I love going into different situations and kind of adapting to the needs of the situation uh and for instance i've been i was a speaker at an end of life conference, so it's all for caregivers, palliative care people um hmm so so what I do there is different from like a pop sugar wellness weekend yeah you know? <laughs> I, I would hope so <laughs> well right, but I'm saying right so i I approach each each situation with a lot of consideration Mm -hmm. to think about, you know, what's, what's really needed Mm -hmm. by the group and in the moment and how can I best facilitate that with what my offering Mm -hmm. is? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot about myself as holding space for, for what's needed to happen. So you ask, like, Like, how would I prepare to facilitate an an experience? It's sort of, I need to ask as many questions as possible.
0: Is there like a list of questions that you have? Oh yeah. I have a whole document. Sure.
1: Of like the basic stuff, the logistics. Sure. It's like, how many people? Are there 10 people? Are there a thousand people? Right. Is it 10 minutes? Is it an hour? Is it like, what do they want me? Yeah. What are you bringing me in for? Right. You know, cause now like a sound baths or, Becoming a trend, or maybe they already have been, or I don't know. But you know, like, why do you want me there? Right, right. What's your intention with me? <laughs> right, yeah. Because, because super I, important to understand. Right, because I'm really going to come in and do this yeah. thoughtfulness, curation, facilitation of an experience. But if you want like a sideshow kind of, which is sometimes situations that yeah. I've been invited into, you know, that's that's not me then you yeah, know like yeah. look we have this thing that's cool <laughs> You're uh, like, well see you later guys right because i'm i'm really trying to like get to the heart of the the matter which is that you know sound and listening facilitates introspection mm-hmm. self-inquiry mm-hmm. connection with other people uh, stronger bonds of relationships i mean it's I don't I take that seriously. Mm-hmm. And not to say that we can't have fun mm-hmm. while we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 important um you know, to ask all those questions. Yeah.
0: What are um I'm asking from experience on this one, but the first time I did a sound bath was at the Integri- integratron? Integratron. Integratron in
1: <clears throat> Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Landers, yeah. La-
0: yeah. Um it's like the high desert. Mm -hmm. it's like a trip already you're like aliens were for sure here (laughs) but it was a really moving experience for me it was my first time um doing that in this this crazy space and i had an extremely emotional response to that i just cried i don't know what i was crying about i don't know what it was but it was a release like what kind of i don't know if the word is benefits but what have you seen people who've experienced this for the first time, like, what has
1: happened? What have you seen? I've seen a lot yeah. of different things. Um, certainly a lot of crying, emotional release, um, joy. I think if if I'm ever asked to kind of generalize, like, what do you most see <laughs> after, you know? <laughs> Um, it's sort of like this moment of epiphany or surprise, right? What just where has this been on my life? Whatever <laughs> or whatever has happened, it's surprising mm. to the person. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I don't know why I cried. I just <laughs> cried. I don't know why I was crying. Or like I had the best like I had the best night's sleep of my life. What was that? Or I felt this sensation in my body. It's it's a moment of surprise almost yes. yeah like i've never felt this before or i never made this connection before about this to this mm-hmm. um and that's like i gotta say probably like 10 out of 10 times <laughs> it would be very rare for me to come across a person who's like eh. ah whether they love it or they hate it or something uncomfortable happened or something blissful happened, you know, Mm -hmm. something happens, uh, that's surprising to, to the participant or the sound bather.
0: So later we're going to get into a sound bath with Sarah.
1: Yeah. So stay
0: tuned for that. Um, just because it's hard to talk about all this stuff. It's like, you have to kind of experience it. So, um, I want to talk about deep listening, like a skill that, is challenging at times and it's a a skill you really have to develop to be a good listener. Right. We talk about, um, we talk about this all the time, but what does it mean to be a deep listener? Because that's a kind of a core tenant of the sound therapy, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, as far as my understanding that, that, that phrase was even coined by an old teacher of mine, mine named Pauline Oliveros, Mm -hmm. who was, uh, a musician and composer in her own right, experimental sound. She talked a lot about deep listening in ways that I have kind of taken on with my own practice. And it's – if you think about sound as like a metaphor, I I, this Mm -hmm. is how I think about Mm -hmm. sound. I think about sound as a metaphor for – Everything. <laughs> there's <laughs> like how you relate to sound is how you relate to everything. Or there's some saying like cliche that's like how you do anything is how you do everything. Right? So how you listen to sounds is how you relate. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Around yeah, you. And makes so sense. by listening with an openness, with a softness, with curiosity, then you kind of, you bring those elements into your life, to your relationship with other people and how you're moving through the world. Mm -hmm. And so if you practice listening, which really is being present with what's happening now, right. You're listening to me talking, we're maybe hearing some voices out in the hallway, people laughing, having a good time, you know, it's all happening now. Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that because we're constantly being asked to respond and react mm-hmm. to the information that we're receiving we don't really have many opportunities for this softness of of listening mm-hmm. you might be listening thinking like oh how how am i going to answer this right you're scripting in your head, right, yeah. right, right. And it's not just like, oh, I'm really the goal to listen right now is just to take it all in. There's no agenda. There's no judgment. You don't have to decide if you like this or not. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Right, and how yeah. people, and that's what's often what I say in a setup for a sound bath is like, please don't categorize what you're hearing. Yeah. You know, because even still at the end of a of an experience, some people might come up to me and be like. Oh, what was that sound? That sounded like this, <laughs> whatever they make the sound. It's so cute. And then <laughs> everyone's sound is totally different, right? right? It's like I have no idea what instrument you're talking about. And they're like, oh, I didn't like that. It made me feel, you know, it's like, well, it made you feel what? And then, right, isn't that valuable information for you to have right. about you as a person? Right. <laughs> you know, I um. look at it all as like information. Oh, yeah. that made your that made you uncomfortable.
0: Why? Yeah. Let's dig into it. Or
1: like, yeah, let's (laughs) talk about it. I said, that's not bad. Yeah. But you cried? Cool. So cool. You know, like, let's cry more (laughs) or something. Seriously,
0: let's cry more.
1: Yeah. Just people like feeling comfortable being, I don't know whether it's vulnerable or just sitting with, you know, not having to perform or sitting with, you know, something that's unknown yeah, it's like okay, it's okay. You don't have to Google everything. <laughs> like, just be with it. You know. <laughs> I
0: laugh because I Google everything.
1: No, we all do. That's why I say it. I do too. I'm, I'm like, like, oh my god, I don't know the answer to that. I have to know it now. Do we have to know everything? Like, nobody. Let, let's just say this: no human person is ever going to be capable of knowing everything. No. So we put this pressure on ourselves, like. Like when's the last time I find this so freeing to be like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Ask me a question. I don't know. I'm I don't gonna know. practice that. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Cool. Do you? Yeah. Tell yeah, me. Say more about that. Because everyone
0: wants to know and have the answer and be able to tell someone the answer. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So I think so much I'll,
1: pressure. It just is. Stop. Everyone. Just. Stop. <laughs> just <laughs> stop. If you hear the sound of my voice, just try saying, I don't know. Next time. <laughs> I'm here for that. I mean, I
0: think it's a lot, it's built into the ego, right? Like we're always trying to protect this thing that we've built and we carry a fortress around it and uh, all these things. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on earlier, but maybe it makes sense now is like kind of as you were transitioning into this, you know, being a sound therapist from being a yoga instructor and, and being a meditation teacher And other things that you've done, like how did you, how did you flow the identity of like who you were as these other professions into like what you do now? Was that hard, or did you have like a point where you're like, okay, I'm no longer a yoga teacher; I'm this. I identify with this, and this is what I am. (laughs) She rolled her eyes, guys. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Tell me about it. It's
1: such a struggle to kind of like cater to. The categories that other people want to put right. you in i mean was well, a creative you, it's like you're, you're slash, slash podcast slash, host slash, slash journalist slash singer I slash friends <laughs> slash sexy woman i don't hey. know you know what i'm saying it's like right we're all every Which person boss? is so like layered in who they are and if you don't have like a one two three Right, nobody ever wants more than three descriptors. Like you could say sound, <laughs> Even thera- then. sound Therapist, Meditation Teacher, Artist, and they're like, Okay, just two. You know? You're like, mm, okay, which two <laughs> which two do I pick? So um, and that's why so many people you see maybe like on social media and stuff, they're like, you know, mama, wife, you're like mother of Charles or something. It's just like right Charles mom and Right. I don't know. What, (laughs) what's the title? So (laughs) sorry for that, you know, the long-winded answer, but it's just like, no, there's no short one here. There's no short one here. And yeah, at a, at a certain point, I think it's a lot of, I'm not this, Mm. like I'm not this. I feel that. To, to, to get to more of what you are. For me, that was the case. Mm. Anyway, I think you know, it's like yoga teacher, yoga teacher, yoga teacher, bartender. I mean, what are we? Are we our job? Whatever. Tony Morrison has a great uh, quote. I'm totally going to butcher it. Um, Should I Google it? No, don't Google <laughs> it. I'm, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. It's like um, you are not the work you do. You are the person you are.
0: Rocket science.
1: Tony Morrison. Shout out, Tony. Something like that. We yeah. love you. Yeah, 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 But it's like, right. And 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 more often than not now in this day and age, everybody's like an entrepreneur, CEO, or at least in New York. I don't know where you're listening to this, but <laughs> right. Like, LA too. They have like a startup or yeah. something, you yeah, know, a yeah. founder. Yeah. Oh, you have to be a founder. I'm oh. the founder of, right? I'm the founder About of- I have to go change my mind. I'm the founder day. of Sarah Oster. <laughs>
0: LLC. Oh, really?
1: no way <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like there's so much pressure you know to fit into this title like i said for me it's kind of like being able to definitively cross off things that i'm not mm. and then leave leave it open for you know the things that i'll feel comfortable with and that might change interesting. that's yeah. interesting you have a
0: book yeah which is pretty amazing and also it's like how did you write about sound? <laughs> Would love to know. Um, right. But yeah, I just I just wanted to know a little bit about, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening are in kind of like, everyone's in, a lot of people are in like a creative kind of place. Like maybe they're thinking about writing a book or they have friends that ri- have written a book. But like, what's that process like? like? What actually happens? Is it magical or is it like, t- tell us about it.
1: Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the first word that comes to mind is like, painful for me. (laughs) I mean, I am not by nature a writer. Mm. Um, And more so I was being asked to write about sound baths. And like you said, (laughs) how do you write about sound? Well, it's like I think I, I, I've definitely said this before, and sorry, back to food, is like writing a book about sound is like trying to do a dance about food. Well, you just – you have to exp- – Sometimes
0: when I'm having a good meal, I'm like, yeah. Well, not a dance
1: for food. <laughs> a dance to explain food. Got it, got it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. I do food dances all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like, mm, this is so good. Mm. <laughs> right. Not that kind of food dance. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like it, it's – uh sound is something you have to – experience food is something you have to taste mm-hmm. you can write a cookbook you know mm-hmm. and you could look at pictures of food but at the end of the day nothing's going to be the same mm-hmm. as like taking a bite and right. and that's that that's the complication with writing about sounds and something i i thought a lot about in the book is how do i make the book feel like a sound bath okay so that definitely informed the order of things that uh-huh. i talk about because if you've been to a sound bath with me then you know that up front i'm very much about logistics mm-hmm. here's what you need to know here's what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. here the exits are here and here like you know it's just you kind of get all that stuff like out of the way this is this is who i am this is why i'm here to right. do this ex- to facilitate this experience for you right. and and just kind of everything out on the table and then we start to go into the experience, and so I think about the arc of the book like that. Like, there's a lot of personal information up front. You know, yeah. I'm sharing my story. Yeah. I'm sharing my journey, how I got into this, and then I'm talking about, you know, technical things like mm-hmm. what is sound anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what is? It? Let's try and define it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm talking about the experience of listening. Mm. And what's happening mm-hmm. when we're listening, and why it's beneficial. I talk about meditation and how sound can be used for meditation. Mm-hmm. But at the end of each chapter, there's a practice oh, okay. for you to do—just okay. a step-by-step practice. So you do the reading, and then you're then you have an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the audio book is great because mm-hmm. there's sound. Yeah, a little bit easier. <laughs> I mean, I'm narrating the audiobook and there's also actual sound in between the chapters. There's a sound bath experience embedded in the Amazing. audiobook. Amazing. So instead of reading, 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 and yeah. then like, if you want to hear a sound bath, then take out your computer and go to, you know. What What is your book called? It's called Sound Bath Meditate, Heal, and Connect Through Listening.
0: Okay. We're going to do a sound bath now, guys. <laughs> Mood. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. It's great. It's pretty awesome.
1: So awesome. Sweet. That's it.
0: Hey, don't forget to subscribe to Current Mood on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Anchor and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Also, join us on Instagram for some super cool visuals at currentmood.io. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And if you really feel like reaching out, send a message. Tell us what you are feeling, please. Thanks so much.